You're listening to the Free Your Mind podcast. Join Moya and Kumo every other Wednesday as they share their unfiltered views and debate on topics with guests from issues making the headlines to topics generating buzz in the group chats. Make sure to share the episode with a friend and rate us if you enjoyed it. Why don't you give us a follow on Twitter at GCR Free Your Mind? And of course, you can listen to all our episodes on our website, listen to gcr.com. Just go to shows and you will find Free Your Mind and everything related on there. The next episode starts now. In the year which has been characterized by brutal human rights violations, there has been constant discussions around these topics with little to no hope in sight. So Monday's judgments really brought a glimmer of hope to an otherwise afro-left Ghana system that we have. If you don't know already, I'm talking about the Rastafarian versus Achimota school case. As Bob Marley of Blessed Memory sang, if you are the big tree, we are the small axe ready to cut you down. They came out victorious. It was really a nice sight to behold, and I personally was so elated. So this podcast and the GCR network say a big ayeko to our black stars of this episode. The lawyers, <laughs> Wayo Ganamanti, who also had to cut his hair before being called to the bar. This will really be a bittersweet moment for him. But it's great to see that someone is making sure younger folks don't go through the same ordeal that they did. Kudos to him and his entire law team. My guy, Inkrabia and his family, and the general plaintiffs. This is a big win, my boy. We are proud of you. It will actually count as a big essay for your university application. You are smart. You are black stars. Right on. Justice Eje Ado. Madam, I for one had my bias of how conservative old Ghanaian folks are. But boy, did you prove me wrong by showing that human rights stands superior to all other rules. We are proud of you. To the others, we know you are going around spewing stupidity due to the finality of the case. Pains. Pains. But we will let you wrap this one in the family's face. We will take this victory and run with it. This is our victory. This is a victory for Ghana. God bless Ghana. I'm done. Welcome to another episode of Free Your Mind. <laughs> it's your boy Komo. That was a wild speech. I'm not a writer, but um, that victory was really big for me. So it made me write something down. I hope um, the writers don't judge me. No, go put some Koima for top content organization expression. Mechanical accuracy. But yeah, uh, big shout out to, to, to the family. We are happy for the victory. And um, I'm here today with a very special guest, a very good friend at that. And they all have big time, big time. But I'm waiting for him to come back to Ghana and then um, we, we will deal with that. But you know, they owe you, right? Oh, Massa. <laughs> The jollof then things. Make it no shake. Make it no shake. By the time you come back, I, I reopen. So make it no shake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we already started talking, and um, yeah, I have a guest today. As um, you guys know already, I'll let him introduce himself. Uh, okay. My name is David. David Van Gelder. 
but most of my friends just call me David or Van Gelder, actually. Yeah, I'm a chemical engineer. Uh, currently studying my master's in chemical and process engineering at the University of Chemistry and Technology in Prague, Czech Republic. Uh, basically finishing up. By, uh, on my downtime, I'm a big, 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 big time Chelsea fan. Always watching games about Chelsea, reading about the history of Chelsea. This is the shit all those of you see. Chelsea no get history. Get I see to the after revenue boys. Yeah, I know see your man just threw some shit in our sports podcast. But yeah, Charlie Van Gelder, thanks for thanks for thanks for coming on to the episode. Um, Thank you very much for having yeah. When we check the statistics, there's always some people who are listening in Czech Republic. I'm like, who is this guy listening? Yeah, I don't see you. I don't see you. I must commend you guys. You guys are doing a very, very fantastic job. Thank you very much. Thank you very I much. I mean, I listen to only two of the GCR podcasts. I'm trying to get into Joseph's own as well. It's actually quite funny. I enjoy it as well. But Mostly after the whistle and then free your mind. And uh, the previous one for Lord Ayi, I think he's called. They, one they one of my day on. One of my day on, but nowadays we like to see them go some break or something. Charlie, I don't know what consistency, man. It'd be yeah, hard. It'd be Charlie. hard. It'd be hard. I get it, Charlie. Yeah. Boys make shit. They, they can't be hot. So Charlie, 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 Charlie. But, but, but thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here. All right, all right, all right, all right. Thank you for also appreciating what we do. It feels good for people to know that, Charlie these things make sense so let's just get straight into what be your mind yeah. and in what be your mind um there was a there was an article that came out a couple of weeks ago um about the church of pentacles um that they had spent almost three million two hundred and ninety seven thousand and some coins um yeah. in constructing a prison to accommodate almost 300 prisoners um, in a new agenda that they dubbed possessing the nation. Um, it came up with a lot of discussions from both sides on whether it really was um, a way to go for the Pentecostal as well as the prison system in Ghana, vis-a-vis the um, handing over the, the prison center, which they called a reformation center to the, um, the Ghana government. Um, yeah. David, let me take your general thoughts on this and then we build up on that conversation. So, before you even take it, I have to issue a disclaimer because people must know it. I, I think it's just fair that people know that I am a member of the Church of Pentecost. I have been a member of the Church of Pentecost my whole life. I was born into the church. Okay. Every Living in Europe, that's the church I go to. Okay. Right? So, it's important that I put that out there. Okay. But I, I don't think that will cloud my judgment or, you know, what is right is right and what is wrong is wrong. Okay. My but my, my general my general thoughts is that there have been a lot of mixture, if so to speak, of the agenda of the church and the reason why this uh, prison was constructed. So the possession the nation's agenda, for instance, started in 2018 when the current chairman of the church, Apostle Ipinamiche, was elected into office as chairman of the Church of Pentecost. When a chairman is elected, it is one of the things he does in his first meeting, in his first general meeting or meeting of the heads, 
to talk about his vision for his first term, which is five years. His vision was possession the nations. So it's a vision that runs from 2018 to 2023, so five years span. And then in 2023, there'll be another elections. And if approved, he will then go for his second and last term of another five years, after which he will then move on as chairman and another person will be elected as chairman of the church. The idea of possessing the nations is boils down from the fact that he says, or he, in his explanation of the vision, he said, the, there are so many times that we've spent so many times or so much years so many years in the church going to church hearing the word of god living our lives and coming to church you know hearing preachings bible studies and what have you all in all there is this i don't know this statistic i don't know who do the the research but there is this general statistic that 70 percent of Ghanaians are, uh, are you know profess to be christians i hope the new census will get we new numbers on that but there is this about 70 percent of the of the of the Ghanaians saying they are christians and he said but look at our country our water bodies are getting spoiled our environment is not taken care of our there's corruption that is now endemic and part of the fabric of our national of our country and our nationhood so all in opposition the nations is basically a way of saying it's no longer for us to think church us to actually have proper impact in our localities and wherever we find ourselves so basically if a day community one plus you we then they say somebody if a christian or somebody if they uphold christian values it should be easy for them to point to me right okay. so basically that's the idea of possessing the nations it's not like to take the nation hostage or whatever people are saying but basically it's basically using the value set that Christians have to permeate every sphere of society that they find themselves in. So if you be Christian, you do work for government office, you should be the one person that everybody says, this guy, if you give him a bar envelope, he no go take. Or he comes to work on time and leaves as when he has to do, he does his work. Because that'd be one of the things that God expects of Christians, basically. Okay. But the, I must say that in 2019, from all the information that the church has provided, the Ghana prison service approached them, approached the church, that they were having problems with uh, housing the, the, you know, the people in prison. So it wasn't the church that got up and they said, mm, we have some three point something million or 15 point something million, what we could take do? Mm, maybe take build prison. Nah, the church, trust me, the church has way more things to do with their money than to be building prisons. But the Ghana prison service approached the you know the prison ministry aspect of the church and the prison ministry forwarded it to the executive council which is the highest decision making body of the church and they decided that okay if they're asking what we can do is build about five prisons for them so the actual sword cutting and building started in 2019 it didn't start this year it didn't start last year it started 2019 okay. it's been in the works and this is the church's way of saying we've this is our way of giving back to society. Mind you, that's not all they've done. They've also built hospitals and clinics. They've built chips compounds. they built schools. In certain areas, I know of an area in the central region where the only hospital there with, you know, equipment for theater, what we call theater or surgical equipment, yeah. is the Church of Pentecost building. It's the Church of Pentecost. But apart from that, that whole area, they don't have any other. So all 
operation procedures are done in that church uh, building. The church has been doing all these things. And prison, as I said, they already have a unit called the prison ministry. And that unit, before they even built this prison, were going for like, you know, they go to prison to preach, but they also give money to prisons to keep help their active, give them food and material that they need. And then they also pay for people on remand who have fines and other things that they can't pay for. Or if somebody is sick and then they need like help and they, they can't afford it, the church through the prison ministry was also paying set, uh, you know, certain amounts of money, contributions to them to help them. So they were already helping the prisons before they were approached to help build, you know, the prison, the, the prison as a drug. Yeah, okay. It's great that you are giving flesh to this conversation because usually we have <clears throat> a lot of people throwing a lot of words around without facts. And um, there have been talks that as much as Ghana decides that they are a secular state, truly and truly they are a religious state and deeply a Christian state. So mm. you realize that church plays a significant role in some decision taking yeah. in terms of like skewing um, the lives of people. We've seen it with the LGBT issue, with the Rastafarian issue, where um, a school decided that they are, they are a mission school, even though they've been funded since 1961 by the government, but they still decide that they are a mission school and then they decide that they just want to abide by mission rules. Now, um, lifting that and just opposing it to this prison thing there was a part of the conversation that said the prison was handed over to the ghana prison service now personally i think that the church wants to solidify itself in terms of political power but that's a a bigger conversation for another day but do you think that the church handing over this thing to the Ghana prison um, service can probably um, generate into something that um, would be sort of like um, a governance issue in the near future because it looks like, oh, we funded it over to you, but it's actually not yours. So maybe we are taking the, the decision uh, uh, and all of that. From, from, I doubt, I doubt. Again, I'm only going to talk, again, you know that I'm a member, so it's a bit... It sound it will sound like I'm biased, right? But no, you should. That that's your bias. You nobody can take I, that away from you. So you should actually you know, let people know from, that this is where you what, stand. From what I know, mm-hmm. the church does not intend to run the prison. The church does not intend in any time in the future to take possession of that building. Like, let me give you a typical example. The church has built police stations across the country, and it's not just here. There are certain areas that the church, the church built boreholes, built bus stations, built homes for their missionaries, and in those homes put in pipe bone water. And in that whole area, they are the only ones with pipe bone water. Nobody else has. So everybody queues in the morning to fetch water. And is the is the church going to say, okay, this police station I built for you with the borehole next to it, we are going to manage it next time? Are they going to decide which police officers? go into those buildings no you build your handover and then that's it if you are truly uh if you've truly built it out of the goodness of your heart which i believe the church has then i don't think the the church in the future will try to get 
possession of it. Okay. If if when the church builds something and it's for the church, they state explicitly that this is for the, for church. the church. Okay. If it's their property and they are leasing it to government, for instance, when the government needed space to keep people that were, uh, you know, down with community for isolation, they yeah. gave them the church's complex at Gomafete, where the church has its meetings and the church has a very large property there, halls, meet, uh, dormitories with fitted with everything, mm-hmm. like and suite with bathrooms, toilet, everything, kitchen area. They gave it to the government to use it as far as the government needed it. After the government used it, they just took back their property. Yeah, so basically that's what I would say to that. I don't think the church is going to take it back. Now, um, some people are off, also of the view that um, because of because of how divergent society is right now, a lot of young people are straying away from the church, case in point mm-hmm. myself. And um, right. you don't have people who originally grew up in the church um, going to church anymore. Now, there's, there's, there's a school of thought that thinks that uh, because of that reducing numbers, possessing a nation also, in a way, is sort of like a funnel for the Church of Pentecost to have people that they reform in the end being members of their church. In that way, because I mean, if you are in that church and you are being reformed, um, I don't know about the I I don't I don't know about the religious tolerance that is going to happen over there. Probably when the um when the the facility starts, maybe those things would start or those things will come out. But then there's mm-hmm. a school of thought that's saying that well, probably they are trying to use this as a funnel to um, yeah for for membership in their church. What do you think about that? I, I don't even think, to be fair, I don't think that is the point of the building of the place. Okay. The, the church basis is building on the principle that Jesus speaks about prisoners. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, if you take away the weak, the downtrodden, the low of society, the next people that are often dejected and forgotten about are prisoners. So when, I, I don't, in without sounding so religious, when Jesus is speaking, he goes, when I was in prison, you didn't come and look for me. And then they ask him, when were you in prison that we didn't look for you? And he said, actually, you didn't do for me, brother. You didn't do for me. The church is of the view that the church is, you know, raised by God to reach out to the least, quote and unquote. I use least here loosely. The least amongst us. The rejected amongst us. Those are the people that even God loves the most. Those are the people that God wants to reach the most. They are people that God, through the church, wants to win to himself so the chairman puts it that for us as a church prisoners are our clients the product that we sell is prisoners or people like prisoners who buy it i don't let me give you a statistic is is that is that because of the point okay well anyway i mean that's that's a, a common thing to say people tend to religion more because they are at a point of not to cut into your exactly. you just continue yeah. and let me give you as of 2019 church of pentacles globally had 3,474,241 members globally out mm-hmm. in ghana the total for you know membership of the church in ghana is 2,973,830 i don't know the stats for other churches but I think Church of Pentecost is the largest indigenous church we have in the country. I mean, that out of thirty out of thirty million Ghanaians, 
2.9 million Pentecost members. That's approximately 9.8% of Ghana's total population. And this is as of 2019. Almost 10% of the entire nation are Pentecost members. So when people, 42% of this are youth, are considered youth, 32.2% are considered children, and the rest are adults and old people. So if you think about it for a moment, the church already reaches out to people. The church, even though people will leave, but the numbers clearly prove that <laughs> the numbers of the Church of Pentecost are extremely healthy. Okay. Right? If yeah. a large and a large portion of the church are youth, 42% are youth. So if you if you take it from that point of view, then Again, yes, maybe if the, there is a there, there can be that school of thought, and I, I can't dispute that because I don't know, right? But it can be a good point of view that yeah, maybe if the people get reformed in the prison through the preaching and the teaching, yeah, they owe some kind of allegiance. Out, they will come out and owe some kind of allegiance. But the the point or the hope of the church is not that they will have allegiance to the church, but allegiance to God. Right. The right. point is, you come out and you are a reformed Christian, not a reformed Pentecost member. If you choose to join the Church of Pentecost, great. If you choose to go to another church, because it's not only uh, non-denominational people that are put in in prisons. People from all walks of life, from all churches, also end up in prison one way or the other. And so, if you go to prison and you end up like the Catholic Church, also has. Prisons, missions, Anglican also has, Methodist also yeah. has, Pentecost has, almost every church has prison missions. Mm -hmm. So if you go, even if you go and you are held in the Ijua complex and the chaplain for that place is a Pentecost person, it doesn't necessarily mean that when you leave there, your allegiances is to the church. Mm -hmm. Right? I, I, so I, I I wouldn't say a, a, a vehement no, like no, that's not what the church is trying to do because again, I don't know, I don't sit in the executive meetings, mm -hmm. but I don't think that is a point, even if it's a point, it's a very, very far off point. It's that's not the point, right? Right, right. If you look at the building and what how they built it and everything, it's it, it doesn't even look like a prison, it looks like a dormitory. With a place for people to study, the church is hoping that people they would help people that want to pass BEC to pass, mm -hmm. people that want to write WASI to pass, mm -hmm. and through a program between the Ghana Freedom Service and the Pentecost University, if people even want to have tertiary education, that can also be arranged one way or the other. So the church's first commitment is to the reformation of the individual, the reformation and rehabilitation of that person. That as far as you pass through the the one built by the church, then definitely we hope that by the time you come out, you'll be a more meaningful person in society, much less than you were previously. Anyway, yeah. That, that, but that's just my opinion True. again. True, yeah. yeah. Um, Charlie, the Church of Pentecost people for can carry you as a PRO because, bro, <laughs> oh, you really sell them out. They have professionals who work in their office. Oh, okay. So. All right. Yeah. But yeah, um what's the last question I want to touch on before we move on to the next segment? Um do you think I mean 
this money that was gone into the facilities could have gone to help the rather almost 26% of the prison population that are on remand. And essentially, people that have stayed in prison and have had their cases either sitting in court and have not been. Yeah, and some have been sitting for close to 11, 15 years without their cases right. being heard. Do you think that um, the problem could have been solved this way? I mean, it's fair. It's it's not fair to say that they should use their money for something you want because at the end of the day, to be fair, that's their money. But there's 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 a section of people that are saying this. I want to um, view your your final opinion on that. Yeah. Yeah. In my, in my opinion, I don't think that's a that's a difficult suggestion. I think that is a very fair and candid opinion. Uh, personally, I would have wished that that's what they would use the money for instead of getting it because i don't think the smoke that they got for the for handing over the facility they have four more to go bro one will be commissioned i think in august if i'm not missing july august it will be ready so trust me if the the, the church is already moving forward the church is doing what they have to do they are doing what they plan to do i think that money could have gone into helping boost their they already do this they already pay fines for people they already pay help people with uh, you know legal fees and other things and health fees and things so it's not something that they don't do they already do it but at this point in time they, they felt this is what the money would be used for and the prison said if the prison service has said help us to clear out the people that are here on remand they would have done that the prison service said we need buildings okay so they gave them buildings Okay, so I, I figured that yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that was a demand um, from. So that I mean, I, yeah, from, that was a demand from Ghana Police Service, as you are saying. Um, at, at least you've given um clarity and nuance to the statement, and um, there, I know there's been a lot of barrage on social media about this issue, and it's just been attacks, attacks, attacks. To be fair, I think that I I appreciate the commentary. I appreciate people's diverse opinions. But I think a lot of that diverse opinions is is rooted in people not knowing the background of this issue. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. And that and that's fine. Look, you don't know if you don't have information. If you don't have the information, that's fine. Yeah. Right. True. But no, this is not some agenda by the church to to promote jailing or to promote people to go into to promote more people. To be jailed. It's, it's, it's like saying the church building hospitals is promote more unhealthy lifestyles for people to die. Like, nobody's talking about the fact that the Church of Pentecost plans to, to plant one million trees. Why, is, why was that not a discussion? Or the Church of Pentecost is building chips compound. Why was that not up for discussion? Right? Okay. Again, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's what this podcast brings you. It gives you background facts to the issue and then we speak on it. As I've said earlier, me have my reservations, but sometimes we need to be very engaging about these things and understand yeah. why people yeah. want to do some of these things. No, be every day somebody get agenda. You understand? Satan says if you yeah. sleep, you get demons. <laughs> yeah, you get demons where they send them, make them doing job. You understand? Like it be, it be yeah, it be lead. If they are propers that way, give all of them, make yeah. them do. You understand? So no, be every time we. You know, somebody get agenda. Are you are you commending the sister's leadership skills right now? I mean, props, man. He's Mama, been fighting Mama, with God for almost a thousand years. Right? Mama, 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 yeah, you really have to give him yeah, glass and quan, a jam quan.
One minute we are demon him. One minute we are demon him. What's up? It's Meg, the badass co-host of the show What's the Word with F the DJ, where we talk everything music, your favorite musicians, and hot topics in the industry. To listen, search What's the Word on your podcast platforms or go to listen to gcr.com and check out What's the Word. Jobless. Yeah, let's move to the tweet of the week. So um, earlier this week, um, an account called Mr. Kokote posted pictures of um, a place called Safari Valley. Mm-hmm. And the caption on the place was a three-bedroom cabin for $3,000 a night with a pool that I can mm-hmm. swim in. Charlie, this thing caught a lot of heat on Twitter. Deservedly so, in my opinion. You don't go make a land safe, but yeah. Ah. Charlie, as you start, you fire Mokugo, fire Nanko. We are being ridiculous in, in, in our country. We are being absolutely ridiculous. And all this ridiculous pricing has to stop. There has to be a line that we will draw and say, look, at this point, it's, I say they are trying. Because $3,000 a night, like if I sleep there, what's going to happen? Do I get to see my future? Do I get to meet people that will give me two million business moguls and things? If I sweep in that pool, does it take away my sins? Like, what do you go on for you? Right? $3,000. Let me give you a typical example. I've been to about 15 countries across Europe. I've lived in, in the Czech Republic for six years now. Did my undergrad here, doing my master's here. So at, on, in that six years, I've been to between 15 to 20 countries across Europe. I've spent money to live in hotels, Airbnbs, and on transportation. $3,000 will make me do European tour and I will get some left. Yeah. No joke. Yeah. yeah. No jokes. Yeah. And night. I, I, yeah, and it's, yeah, and it also speaks to the next question I was going to ask you. You earlier on was speaking about making comments about um, $3,000 essentially is a very luxurious amount to make. So then you expect certain things to happen when you spend $3,000 a night. Like you meeting moguls and all of that. And we've, we've like, exactly. We've, like when you when you travel, you know when we talk about luxury, luxury, and you know you are paying for this, you sort of know the kind of experience you are going to get. Mm-hmm. Case in point, the things you are talking about, about meeting people and then being treated like royalties. Do you think that over here, our luxury deliverance fits the pricing that we put on certain no. things? People spent a lot of money to build these places and want to recoup that money ASAP. That's basically the model. Mm-hmm. Because I can't see how it makes business sense to price out 90 to 95% of the population. And when we say, do you want a target market? Well, the $3,000 a night target market here, unless MPs and parliament and executive branch pay and their family members, mm-hmm. they go figo. The rest of the Ghanaians can't go. Foreigners, white people are not going to, let me tell you for a fact, white people are not going to pay $3,000 a night to live at that place. Regardless of whatever the pecs are, it doesn't make sense. They would rather take that money to Bali, to Thailand, to Vietnam. They would rather come to, to Prague. Or go or do a tripartite of Prague, Austria, Czech Republic, Austria, and Hungary. In not Slovakia, Namu or Hobby. These are places you go. Shout out to Trinidad, man. Or, 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 you go, 
or they can even do Croatia, Greece, Malta. Like I can, I can all, all, all the like I can plan a whole trip with that money, and I'll still have excess left when I come back. I, I went in the hotel for a bit. I went in the five star hotel called the Emblem Hotel, and the most expensive room in that hotel. Look, it can if you book the room, it comes with spa and things. So was less than four hundred euros a night, and even that depended on the season. If you booked it on heavy season, that's when you go close to four hundred. If you book book it in light season, you are looking sometimes two hundred. Sometimes when they want to drive traffic, other things they do is they will say, "Oh, let's let's reduce the price." That instead of paying uh two hundred or four hundred euros for our most luxurious room, pay two hundred euros and live there. That's fair. That's fair. That's that 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 makes sense. That is better but if you tell me three thousand dollars a night in that space in that room it's <laughs> you are pricing people out the business wouldn't make sense and you lose money a couple of people have said because like um when i listen to other people that have been there during the construction and stuff i have a friend who was part of some team that went there and he was telling me like that the the cost involved the guy had to like pull electrical bridge all the way from like one side to that end so like it sort of like validates the reason why he wants to I appreciate him. look I can appreciate all of that but nobody told him to build it. We 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 did Ghana we not talk you say we want some safari lifestyle. You you say you get money you don't want to do safari values a safari village or whatever. Fine. If you whatever expense you should plan that five ten years be when you go start to make your money back. That's the that's the plan. If you don't make your money back in the first year, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah, I think that what you just said about five to ten years sticks to the fact of how Ghanaian companies don't know how to um, plan into the long term. But that's another issue for another day. What do you think before we end the episode? In your opinion, should be done to sort of mitigate these kind of prices? As a, as somebody who is a serial traveler, I like to myself as as a serial traveler if, if, any of you can imagine covid was the worst time for me like a week before europe was closed down i had airbnbs and tickets booked to spend five days in rome so you can you can understand when i say that covid has been the worst time for me right i can assure you that enjoyment and luxury isn't always about expensive. It's not all the time that enjoyment and luxury is equal to expensive. There are certain if you go to Singapore, Singapore is generally expensive as a place. So if you go there, everything is expensive. The rooms are expensive. You may enjoy your time there, but you will need more money in Singapore than you will need to go to a place like Bali or to go to Thailand. Even in Europe, you will need more money if you are going to say Paris than if you're going to a place like Prague. It's just, sometimes it's just because of the nature of the place, mm-hmm. right? Paris is inherently more a more expensive city than Prague is. Uh, Singapore is a more expensive country than you know Indonesia is. And that's how it works. But if you look in Ghana, it's, it's I think people don't, I feel like every day they just want to target expats and government officials and foreigners and that mentality must stop now i've seen a, a a really big growth in Ghanaians or the Ghanaian youth wanting more and more to experience 
our country yeah. to experience places in our country to have a good time so people now do i'm going out of town for a bit i'm going to akusumbo i'm going to Ada. i'm going to takwade i'm going here i'm going here just to have a good time for a while at the end of the day the industry must understand we understand i understand that they've lost money i understand that COVID has hit them maybe worse than any other industry but at the end of the day trying to put all of that back to the customers the same people that you need to patronize your facility will not in any way shape or form help you regain the money you've lost you will actually kill yourself in so doing how they are going to i look i, I because i'm center right in my politics i'm an advocate for free market so it will be this ingenious of my part was to say government should regulate the pricing of these places but i think a conversation like it's high time industry players and government sit down to talk about this thing because it's getting it's getting ridiculous at this point it's just ridiculous and the government is putting up this effort to get more people to come back to ghana to visit ghana to enjoy ghana or accra as i would say when you know and if you if you if the government did all of that and people will be met with New York level prices in small Accra, where the light self go if you go off. Sometimes the water self know the flow, mosquitoes too, they chew you then things. Then bro, what exactly are you doing? You must understand that you are providing a service to people. And if I was providing a service, then I think basically it's just an idea that as far as I'm providing the service. I want to reach as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. If I'm getting 10 people paying me 100 Ghana, I think I will, over a course of time, I will make more money than if I get two people every day paying me uh, uh, 10,000 uh, Ghana mm-hmm. and I get them twice a month, right? So the, the people themselves must understand that their business model is not working. Me, I have a problem with pricing in Accra generally. Like I spend more money when I come to Ghana than I spend when I'm in Europe. Like way more money when I'm in. And I don't, more often than not, I don't mind. But that's my privilege speaking because I can afford it. And I'm, I'm in Accra for what? Three weeks, one month, six. It's not, it doesn't feel like, eh, it's just six weeks. Let me just spend this money. When I go back, I'll make it back anyway. All of a sudden, make a Samsung can spend $3,000 a night. Man, nah, man. If I don't want, I just go past bush. Yeah. Yeah, $3,000 will take you to Kenya. The same safari thing that you want. Mm-hmm. You will enjoy yeah, it and spend it is. for the yeah. total trip, including uh, your air tickets. Mm-hmm. So what's this point? You can go to South Africa, Botswana. You can go to Mauritius. You can go to Seychelles. Like, I can keep going, bro. Yeah. $3,000 a night. And this is not... Uh, look, it's not because we are poor or anything. It's because it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So on that note, we come to the end of the episode. Yeah, Vangela said it's ridiculous. 2009 is ridiculous. It's not about target market. It's not about anything. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's been great having you on the episode. Thank you for coming through. Um, Thank you for having me. Come on. And we will catch you guys next two weeks. Peace out. This has been a Gold Coast Reports production. Catch up on episodes and discover more shows from our network on listen to gcr.com.
Okay, 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 okay,